listening to me for years, or at least whenever you pick me up, I've been unable to do a show. This is the third week. I, I got a thing called RSV, and I still don't have a voice, but I'm going to do it with what voice I have. So I just was not, I, I sent already finished shows, which were still new information, but I just basically couldn't record. So I'm going to give this show uh, at least a good effort. Thanks for tuning in. So for sort of the beginning, I'm almost in the end of January, doggone it. <clears throat> Let's talk about what's happened in the past year. Why was it indeed, and there's no doubt about this with science right now, the hottest summer in all of history, and uh, history we know, plus they've looked back through other scientific methods as ice cores and things, maybe the hottest summer in, within 100,000 years. It's an unbelievably over- the world now, and that's why people get confused. Like right now, we're having some of the biggest freezes we've had. But we'll kind of tie that all together because that's exactly what we anticipated with all the climate change we're producing. Every year, billions of people are suffering from global warming and the fact that summers are becoming unbearable and in parts of the, the world already. Starting with the second half of May and sometimes depending on the area going up to the first week through October, heat waves are something that affects everybody almost across the, the world. And the bad news is that climate crisis is here to stay for the future as far as we can tell. If you're living in the United States, then you probably know that in the past years, hell broke loose and temperatures really approached 120 degrees in Fahrenheit. Several days in early July broke world records now, it's world now, for temperatures, since records have been kept since 1850. June was the hottest month on record for the whole world. The issue is not that it is the air oppressively hot, but so are the waters, and that's the scary part. So let's examine the impact of heat on us and this, the real, listen to this, scientific perspective on the matter. And real means it's not from Fox or CNN or MSNBC. It's the facts from scientists that have studied this. Some of it, well, we've been studying it for almost 100 years. So the crap you hear on TV and on the, on the radio is just exactly that. All of them have some sort of a cross to bear, whichever direction they want to go. And they're all telling you what they want you to hear. Unfortunately, a majority of the public's got to the point that they believe everything they hear on those channels and stations, and it's just absolutely untrue. First, just for info, guys, heat waves are actually deadly. You don't think so when you're involved in them unless you have a problem. One important thing to know about the hottest summer in history is that we are alarmingly close to really deathly hazards to certain people. According to the science that we know, extreme temperatures can be deadly if they last more than 48 hours or over two days in a row because they put a stress on a lot of us and our bodies, especially depending on what our health situation is. Oh, and that includes the brain. And I should mention here that while everybody is sensitive to extreme heat, no doubt, children and seniors, I'm a senior, are most vulnerable. That's why it's crucial to have an air conditioner installed if you can afford that in the house or at least a fan to make the living space a little bit more comfortable. And of course, 
Avoid getting out between like 11 or so and 7 in the evening when you're above 100 degrees, folks, for sure. Believe it or not, a lot of people die annually from heat. And this year in the Southwest, for instance, those states that experienced really intense waves of high temperatures resulted in the deaths of at least 12 people scientifically shown to die just from the heat itself. And that's insane. This is definitely the hottest summer in history. For a moment of science, let's talk about heat domes. Heat domes have settled over parts of the world. What is known as a heat dome traps the oppressive heat when La Nina effects combine with severe, high-pressure atmospheric conditions, enormous stretches of scorching sunshine are produced and confined behind that high-pressure dome, we call it. Now, the asphalt in the cities, the sand at the seaside, and the ground in general basically bake in the sunlight. That's why if the rising temperatures persist for a couple of days, the air will become almost unbearable. While Europe was most affected by the heat dome, part of the United States, including California, Arizona, and Florida, actually baked under the scorching sun. And a part of the problem we've known about is that the atmosphere is becoming more and more full of carbon dioxide. Around two years ago, scientists from Hawaii discovered that the concentration of carbon dioxide has been higher than we even thought since the 50s. And the worrying part is that we're halfway to doubling the concentration that we seem to show at this point we cannot prevent in the future. Uh, that's not a good sign, folks. From scientific studies, we found out that the last time our planet recorded a higher level of carbon dioxide was over three million years ago when the climate was completely different. We can't even assess it. And the sea levels were several meters higher than they are now. And interesting, this is interesting, the only time the levels were down was between the year 2020 and the year 2021 when, believe it or not, due to the COVID pandemic, everybody was forced to spend more time indoors and to avoid crowds and public transportation. While we were stuck in our houses, nature was happy to see an improvement. Now, of course, can someone argue that humans are def definitely not contributing to destroying the planet in one way or another? We never had an opportunity to even test that till COVID came along. So as bad as COVID was, it taught us a lot of science about how we treat the earth that we probably never would have an opportunity to have learned. And yes, there's good science that shows heat waves are definitely becoming more extreme due to the effects of our climate change. We now have a lot of scientific explanations of what a heat wave means. But are we really aware of why it's the hottest summer ever in history? Well, the answer is really simple if you follow real science again. And we guess you probably figured it out by now. Climate change. Stop. Humans have always tried to improve their lives by inventing certain things, cars, factories, and whatever, and extending the living space up to the forest by minimizing the environment of wild animals and, and the nature. And we don't seem to stop doing this, and probably are not going to anytime soon. However, these actions have major consequences, and climate change is definitely one of the main problems. At this point in our history, one fact stands out on top of anything else among the world's top climate scientists. If we don't reduce the use of fossil fuels and clear carbon dioxide from the atmosphere, 
we are going to face serious changes, even worse than what we have to deal with at this moment. And the heat from 2023 will seem like a minor issue compared to what's coming if we don't change the, our living habits. Oh, are you an urban citizen? Then you probably know that in the middle of a metropolis, the heat wave is even worse. Well, the sad truth is the Worst man-made damage since the vegetation in most of the cities is almost gone and replaced by skyscrapers. On the ground, we have asphalt and pavement that absorbed heat easier compared to soil and grasses, causing the temperatures to rise in an instant, and incidentally, preventing the water from draining off and going where it needs to go. And that's another thing we can talk about sometime. While many places are considered, oh, Instagrammable, other words, and the taller the buildings, the prettier the pictures, we rarely think about how bad they are for the environment. In big cities, temperatures can reach 80 degrees compared to 65 degrees in surrounding areas. No one realized until you think about it just how huge that difference really is. Since I'm kind of an animal nerd, what about this? It may be the hottest summer in history for us, but what about our wildlife? What about everything living out or around the Arctic Sea? According to studies, statistics about the quality of life in that area are really, really disappointing. Temperatures there are rising much faster than anywhere else in the whole world. And because of that, all the ice is slowly melting away. And the bad news doesn't stop here. Scientists say by the end of 2050, I won't make it, but a lot of you guys, a lot of gonna, the area will be practically, if not totally, free of ice. So what will happen to the animals that live there? We can only guess. We can already see what's coming. Ask the polar bears. Let's get a grip on this in another way for those of you that don't follow the real news, which most of you don't. The news of this year being the hottest made us all worried and skeptical about what the future holds. But did you know that the number of natural disasters and extreme weather events has more than doubled since the year 2004. That's all within our reach, folks. So who's at fault? It's true that we can't really control nature and what's happening, but climate scientists know that humans have a big influence on heat waves, storms, floods, and droughts, and fires. And as a final note, and I don't like it, the U.S. Climate Prediction Center said earlier this year, well, actually late last year, that it found signs of El Nino, a widespread climate phenomenon brought on by warm water extending around the center of the Earth in the Pacific Ocean. It's happened for decades, no, thousands of years. The phenomenon, though, influences the overall atmospheric pressure, and according to studies, this will contribute to rising temperatures above the limits of one and a half degrees, maybe, in other words, the 2023 was bad, unless we're lucky, 2024 is probably going to be as bad or worse. The El Nino phenomena brings chaos to global weather systems that some of we've never seen before because of the combination of our addition to the bad gases to our environment. And what if it happens in Greece or Australia or other countries where temperatures were already critically high? Predictions from scientists show by the end of 2025, they predict that more and more countries will become basically more flammable due to climate change. And we're already seeing that 
basically all over the world. Although the future is really uncertain, one thing's for sure. The world as we know it is not going to be how it's going to be in the future in front of us. But being a perpetual optimist, we can help. Start doing it, each individual. I live in a house now with all LED light bulbs. The house has 30 lights in it, might be 32, 28, but 30. And they were all mm, three years ago, two years ago, tungsten. That was about 2,000 watts if you turn them all on a day. With LEDs in every hole I think I have here, I'm looking around, yes. That same output, if it all turned on, is only 240 watts. Think of the difference over a year's time. Change the light bulbs. It times uh, 300 million people or 120 million families. Think about that. Drive less. I ride around town in most good weather on a bicycle. I'm 76 years old, but does me good, does the weather good, I feel like I'm doing my little bit. Take public transportation whenever you can. And I mean, I'm not in an area where that exists, but do it. All of this adds up, folks. You can do your little bit. If everyone lit one little candle, what a bright world it would be. Do your part, folks. Thanks for tuning in to Organic Matter.